Black Chicks Bible Study, where we are reclaiming the Bible one book at a time. We're on episode 36, Zephaniah, number 9 out of 12 of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. So we have four, including him, four prophets left. Remember anything about Zephaniah before we... Nope. I didn't know that there was a Zephaniah and a Zechariah or whatever. Yeah, I only knew Zechariah, but I never heard Zephaniah. Nobody remembers him. (laughs) TBH. I mean, he's little too. Who else is talking about him nowadays? This is true. I'm sure there's a Zephaniah out there listening to us. Oh, shout out. (laughs) Statistically impossible for you to hear this, but hi. How are you feeling? Do you want to go into our testimony? Sure. Quite a lot happened since we last spoke, so I'm very exhausted. Yeah. The world in general. Yeah. Um, 2020 is not disappointing with um, all the craziness it's throwing at everyone. Mm-hmm. I believe my word of faith was calling on my ancestors and trying to summon like their strength to kind of get through mm-hmm. some of this craziness that's going on this year. Um, and I will say I definitely was able to do that. I think in practice, I actually uh, had ordered like a, what do you call it? Like a, a three tier kind of little corner table. Uh-huh. And I made like an altar. Ooh. So that was cool. Ooh. Like I put all the like programs and stuff from, you know, all my family members that have passed away on there. Because I saw this post on Instagram that inspired me because it was basically like how to properly set up an altar. And it's, there were basically like six little steps. And it's like you put, you know, something to represent all the elements, you know, that kind of thing. Like you could put a crystal for earth, you know, that kind of thing. Something like a white candle to keep the flame going. You know, there's just different things you can, can include in an altar. So I use that as a guide and like set it up that way. So that was actually like a fun little project to do. And it yeah. was nice to um, have something, I guess, a little bit more formal to try to commemorate. Yeah, you know? have that ritual yeah. and the symbolism and all the imagery. And-, and I feel like now it'll kind of be my go-to place, you know, if I maybe want to meditate on mm-hmm. something or if I want to like pray for something. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like, okay, I have this little space and like, feels like okay these people are here listening or with mm-hmm. me so that's nice that helps yeah what about you um, I don't remember what yours was mine was actually about prayer and trying to like pray out loud more mm. or state intention like vocal yeah just be more vocal and um put energy out there and I did that a couple times I know earlier this week I remember there was one point where I was walking around my apartment praying out loud and it felt really weird, but I did feel this like peace kind of wash over. And the only thing when I started praying out loud, it felt like the only thing I could say was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you a billion times because it feel, I don't know. I wanted to, I want to have a space maybe like, and you felt comfortable or even, yeah. And just to be alive in general. I don't know. I'm lucky that I wasn't one of these babies in the Old Testament. Just circumstances and mistakes and accidents of the universe that kept me alive. That I, in the moment, only felt like saying thank you for that and don't notice me otherwise. Like, please, I don't want to be on anybody's radar. Like, I don't think there's anything conscious out there. Uh But if there is, I was also praying not to be noticed, which Mm. is a weird thing. I keep wanting to fly under the radar and... Because I know we talked about this before, but when I was a kid and praying, part of it was like, also don't like, don't, yeah, don't yeah. answer. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't need confirmation that you're listening to me. 
All these familiar feelings came back of peace and you feel a little power, then also like, mm, scary. <laughs> um, but it's something I'll keep trying to do for some reason. It's like easier mm -hmm. than trying for me lately to meditate because I feel like it's more and more difficult to meditate mm. for some reason. Anyway. I think that's good that you are so thankful because I feel like a lot of stuff going on in the world and current events and stuff like that, a lot of people are just mad, lots of other emotions. So it's nice that you were able to have that, like still being grateful and realizing, yeah. you know, that there's still things to be thankful for. So I just felt guilty. I need to put out intentions and ask for things, but I really need to ask for the will to make things happen rather than petitioning. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just... Do you complicated that you ever just speak out loud like not in a like, oh yeah formal, talk like, to myself prayer. a lot yeah, yeah just like please <laughs> let this work out like yeah. oh, please let there be no errors when I send this out I, yeah you know, like, yeah yeah so it starts out chapter one with the word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah son of Cushi son of Gedaliah, son of Amariah, son of Hezekiah, in the days of King Josiah, son of Ammon of Judah. So we have some kind of lineage for him, and apparently Cushy, that means Ethiopian, but he wasn't necessarily, some people think he's a black Jew, he wasn't necessarily like black, some people carried that name, and it wasn't that they were black, but there was some Ethiopian affiliation. I don't know. Are you a black Jew? <laughs> I'm an Ethiopian Jew. You didn't know. Uh, you do look like you could have mm -hmm. um, Ethiopian ancestry, but. You know, I used to tell people in college that I was Ethiopian Jew. Really? Because everyone thought I was Ethiopian. That's Why not so add Jewish funny. to it? Oh my God. Well, we're practically Jewish yeah. after reading the Old Testament, right? This is true. Aren't we in the club now? I think so. We're chosen. I think so. Um, but how does it start? The Great. coming judgment on Judah? More fun. destruction? Direct quotes from God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I highlighted that first part. It says, I will sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will sweep away both man and beast. I will sweep away the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and the idols that cause the wicked to stumble. When I destroy all mankind on the face of the earth declares the Lord, I will stretch out my hands against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem. I will destroy every remnant of Baal worship in this place, the very names of the adulterous priests. Mm. Mm -hmm. What was it that drew you to that? Just utter destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wipe this shit out. <laughs> and is that, if I'm correct, that's how we kind of feel about America? <laughs> Kind of. America like, with three Ks, guys. Start over. It's not doing enough as it is. We need it needs to happen faster. But yeah, we kind of have been calling for revolution and for the proletariat to rise up and, you know, cut down the bourgeoisie from their lofty, lofty yeah. <laughs> castles in the sky. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if um, what level of revolution we'll ever reach, but it does feel... Uh, disheartening that we still need to see what our grandparents went through. Like, mm -hmm. they already went through it. We're seeing similar things. But it's also, like, lightning fast to the fact that, like, my mom remembered when she was a child, like, segregated facilities still being around in her rural Virginia mm -hmm. town. And now that would be so crazy to think of. You know, think about yeah. that happening. But and on the other hand, there's lynching still happening, and we're not that far removed. It's just this, it's 
lightning fast progress, but not quick enough, not nearly quick enough. It's just weird to see. Uh, it's like you think like your grandparents and some even parents, I guess, you know, who have been through some of this stuff and you're like, wow, like that wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you have to think of the opposite side too. Like the white side, like these people's parents are still out there and they're mm -hmm. still, so it's like, obviously they've instilled that hate too. Yeah. Kids. So you have to think like, it's really not that crazy to think people still think like this. Yeah. You know? No, like, <laughs> no. I thought of California as this like utopian, anti-racist, liberal, you know, but there really is, there's no place safe. No safe for me. There's no yeah. safe zone. Some safer than others, I guess you could say, but there's not really a... Yeah, there's no real safe haven yeah. from it. And the Karens are also so in New York wild. and L.A. Like, it's so crazy. They're everywhere. They are. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Karens don't walk. We have an infestation of Karens. I highlighted a couple verses, mm -hmm. just more so because I like the imagery. Starting with 14, it says... The great day of the Lord is near, near and coming quickly. The cry on that day of the Lord is bitter. The mm. mighty warrior shouts his battle cry. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of trouble and ruin, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the corner towers. Mm. And then he also says, I will bring such distress on all people that they will grope about like those who are blind because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood will be poured out like dust and their entrails like dung. And then he also says, neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. Mm. I just like that because it's like, I just liked all the imagery and their blood pouring out like dust. I thought that was great <laughs> um, way to describe, you mm -hmm. know. And I just like the way he's like, your money's not going to save you. You mm -hmm. think you're so great because you got so much money. Like at the end of the day, all this shit that you've like worked so hard to not even necessarily worked hard, but that you accumulate and you're worshiping the wrong God. He's basically saying you want this money, but like on that day, it doesn't matter. All the gold, all the jewels, they're not going to save you from your blood pouring out like that. Yes. <laughs> And then verse 12, at that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps and I will punish the people who rest complacently on their dread. Those who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Their wealth shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. I just liked whenever it's brought up of like, don't get comfortable. Yeah, don't get complacent. Um, and then that idea of being lukewarm or not knowing, like, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Mm. Like, just, I guess the opposite of that would be staying woke. Like, you keep mm -hmm. your head on a swivel, you know that either great destruction or a great blessing is coming, but something is going to happen. Like, right. it's not, you can't just sit back and think that you're safe or... Smooth sailing. Yeah, like I was saying before of like, I want to slip under the radar or not be noticed or, uh, and then that idea of futility of like, you're going to build houses you can't even live in. You're going to plant vineyards, not drink wine from them. This idea that like your efforts will be frustrated over and over. That comes up a lot too from God of like your sacrifices, everything you do for nothing. You want to go into chapter two? Judgment on Israel's enemies. And this one I like, verse 3. It says, Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, you who do what he commands. 
Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. I like it because I think we talked about this in previous chapters too. I just like the idea of like, do it and he might. <laughs> yeah, mine says perhaps you may be hidden. Yeah, it's too. not a yeah. guarantee, but nope. you know, which I kind of find is a common thing throughout the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the choice is always yours, right? Yeah, but there's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. I like that too. All you humble of the land, seek righteousness, seek humility, righteousness and humility. That always comes up, the humility mm-hmm. thing especially, and then lately the righteousness stuff. Yeah, has become more personal and divorced from all the Levitical laws about being a righteous person and hearing from God and being accountable. But the holiest among the people have to be the most humble as well. I liked reading that because that was, I only read it after my whole prayer experience or whatever. And I had that feeling of like, let me stay hidden, like, let me stay under my little hole, because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, people are blotted out left and right, and if any agent in the universe notices that I'm alive, I could be up for the chopping block oh, or whatever, <laughs> like, don't want to be on the her. radar. Yeah. Her. <laughs> it's like a whack-a-mole <laughs> thing, but that really resonated. Perhaps you may be hidden on the day of the Lord's end. I had eight and nine. It says, I have heard the insults of Moab and the taunts of the Ammonites who insulted my people and made threats against their land. Therefore, as surely as I live, declares the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, surely Moab will become like Sodom, the Ammonites like Gomorrah, place of weeds and salt pits, a wasteland forever. The remnant of my people will plunder them. The survivors of my nation will inherit their land. I don't know. I like the idea of basically God being like, I hear all this shit you're talking. You know, Mm -hmm. like I've heard this with my own ears and like punishing people for, you know, being so open with their fate and stuff like that. I feel like that kind of also relates to current events. Like they're being punished. Like I hear you talking shit kind of. So like Mm -hmm. all these people who are out here being uh, bigots and stuff, it's like they're getting punished. Mm -hmm. They're losing jobs. You know, so stuff that they thought was going to be in the dark forever yeah, too, coming exactly. to light. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's like people say things that they say because they're in protected company or they're, in, yeah. you know, they're not thinking like they're public statements, but they're not saying, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know their feelings, but they're saying them in like the dark. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of like this idea of things coming out to the light of people being like punished mm-hmm. for, you know, their things. And it's like, if you're going to be racist or hateful and stuff Mm -hmm. then it should be out in the open and you get what you get Mm -hmm. you know like what do you think about older like say there's an older actor who has some stuff dug up from like say 20 years ago where they used racially insensitive language do you think people like what should that conversation be if if somebody comes out with an apology and they say, you know, I've grown and changed and I didn't understand. I'm learning about my privilege. Like, how do you feel about, do you feel like people should be able to publicly make mistakes and grow? Or is it kind of case by case, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's just, I don't know. I think everything is case by case because I feel like sometimes there's just, you know, just you as a person can kind of 
gauge how genuine you think a person apologizes to your house is yeah. they, they seem. So I feel like some people, you know, depending how they apologize or what they've done, mm-hmm. you know, I might feel like, okay, like I, I believe this person. In other cases, I might be like, shut the fuck up, you're still acting. You know? <laughs> so the timeline doesn't matter as much. It's more about their heart and. Yeah, I guess also, I guess the timeline does it matter. It does. Because if it yeah, was last it's like, week, yeah, how much did you really ago. grow in yeah. a week? Yeah. You know? I yeah, doubt, these I Karen you. apologies are—they yeah. drive me crazy. I've been learning about my privilege. I did not know at the time. It's like if that was two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. You How much still did you don't really, yeah. know what you're exactly. talking about? You should not like even yeah. pretend that you started to rehabilitate. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like how much reading did you really do? Yeah. This is stuff that happened like a couple weeks ago. Chances are up until two weeks ago, this was your life. So it's yeah. not like a isolated one time. I mean, you know, I, right. I really doubt that. It's a character it's just, thing. That's... You got caught this one time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine being white even like a couple decades ago where racial humor was just okay. And it was very American to be ignorant and not be woke. Mm-hmm. So to have that shift happen <laughs> and I then be to be like, yeah, you're about... like, what? I'm racist? I'm privileged. Like, what the hell? Like, the they have fact no that you idea. Think about your race for once. Now. Yeah. And now it's like, it's oh, you're feeling shock. like uncomfortable because yeah. you're the white person. Imagine. Yeah. People. What feel. we've had to feel <laughs> the entire time being in this country. Yeah. I do want to say I know this is totally not totally unrelated, but mm-hmm. I'm related to this chapter since we're talking about mm-hmm. current events. Like, what did you think of the Nancy Pelosi and all of them? Uh, were they wearing like kente cloth or something? And kneeling. Oh it was like God. I felt like that was literally so <laughs> embarrassed. Like I just couldn't. I thought it was so I insulting was so and embarrassed for them. I was and- so embarrassed looking at the picture that I did not go further than just glancing that picture. Oh, I so saw I know multiple pictures and they were and then there was even ones where they were doing like gangster oh, posts. No! Like it was so like I just couldn't believe what I was looking at. And I honestly was just so upset at every black person that was also there and mm. allowed that to not only happen but participate that too. buffoonery that you, like it's just so insulting at this point yeah. I feel like I just felt like wow like this is like, the dog and pony show yeah and it was like you didn't even try yeah. like at all, like it was just so insulting yeah just uh anyway also we would be remiss not to mention this mm-hmm. as the only bible podcast in existence mm-hmm. um the fact that donald trump did that photo op in oh, front of a yeah. church with a Bible held upside down. Why have I not heard from my religious extended family mm-hmm. how antichrist that was? Mm-hmm. Obama didn't have to do anything to be called the antichrist. Right. Trump is out here like Posing, holding an upside like, down yeah. cross on his Bible. It's like ridiculous. Um, yeah, he's not, after he had just like what told all these people go like so he could take his photo. Just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They violently gas people out of their way. Okay, now (laughs) let me go desecrate the Bible. Ridiculous. After he called it two Corinthians, second Corinthians, he called two Corinthians on the campaign trail like years ago. Ridiculous. What a Bible reader, Trump. And I liked verse 11. The Lord will be, in chapter 2, the Lord will be terrible against them, um, Israel's enemies. He will shrivel all the gods of the earth, and to him shall bow down each in its place, all the coasts and islands of the nations. I like that imagery mm-hmm. of God, the Lord shriveling up all the gods of the earth. I had that too. I like that. 
Highlight it. <laughs> you know, anything about this drug. <laughs> and God's oh personal vendetta against the other competing gods. Of course. Always crush really the funny to me. You gotta crush, <laughs> obliterate them. Um, and then in chapter three, my chapter three is divided into the wickedness of Jerusalem and punishment and conversion of the nation. Um, I felt convicted by chapter three, verses one and two. Mm -hmm. Ah, soiled, defiled, oppressing city. It has listened to no voice. It has accepted no correction. It has not trusted in the Lord. It has not drawn near to its God. I also highlight that, but one funny thing is mine says she, not it. Oh, weird. So yeah, because you know how anything oh, yeah. is obviously they, female. They call the land a female, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Just that idea of like listening to no voice or correction, um, not trusting, not drawing near. Mm -hmm. Definitely uh, something I've been convicting myself about lately a lot is being stubborn, which I didn't realize until someone called me that recently and I was like oh yeah that is the word for it I'm just stubborn like I think I have to do everything in my own way and I don't accept correction or listen to people like that's a really bad way to go through life just the fact that like this tribe has been getting all these amazing progressive wonderful utopian revelations and then they're depicted as like going back on that all the time mm -hmm. just not being able to accept this divine this revelation that they have they, even that, when they feel so connected to the source and getting this instruction, they, yeah, <laughs> even under those conditions, they're not listening, and that's why they're being punished. And life will guide and instruct you and give you feedback. Every action has a reaction, and there's always feedback coming back, even if you don't have loved ones trying to correct you. There's always some evidence of your life, like, coming back to correct you. And but sometimes you don't listen. Yeah, I want to just keep keep my head down and bolt like in a bullish way going forward and having stuff not work out in the way I want it to. It's just very like not good to be stubborn. Seven says of Jerusalem. I thought surely you will fear me and accept correction. Then her place of refuge would not be destroyed nor all my punishments come upon her, but they were still eager to act corruptly and all they did. <laughs> Yeah, mine says, but they were the more eager to make all their deeds corrupt. <laughs> this is like, what did you, what drew you to that? I just thought it was funny because like, it's just funny because it's just how you feel or how I feel about life sometimes, you know, where it's just like, clearly after this has happened to you the 10th time, I would have thought you would have got it by now. But, yeah. but instead you decided, no, you're still going to learn the hard way and do, you know yeah like I just felt like God was just saying you know like I surely would have thought after all we've been through by now you guys would just listen yeah. and get it but you're just too eager to do your own thing and the idea yeah. of being eager to make all of your deeds corrupt is so funny to me because it's like very it sounds very intentional like I'm gonna be corrupt today and so many <laughs> people who act in that corrupt way don't usually think that they are they just think they're doing the best thing for them and they are doing whatever they want and they're not like I don't know I think they're like I'm gonna win I'm gonna get <laughs> well all yeah win. win but anyone who's like all these people anyone who's like I'm intentionally gonna make all of my deeds corrupt every <laughs> single deed throughout the day is gonna be corrupt him just saying like the idea that an all-knowing being could even think that about people is really 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 funny to me like because you would think like not even get, giving the benefit of the doubt like oh some of you tried or you know 
some of you kind of tried, but all of your selfish ways have really turned against you again. Like there are other ways to put it, but to be like, nope, I know for a fact all of you are intentionally you doing everything wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you went out of your way to be a bad person. <laughs> On purpose, every deed is <laughs> it's such like a bold blanket statement that it just really made me laugh. And just always lumping them together is really funny to me too, because you think about how much diversity and infighting there must have been. Mm-hmm. I liked eight and nine too. Therefore, wait for me, says the Lord, for the day when I arise as a witness, for my decision is to gather nations, to assemble kingdoms, to pour out upon them my indignation, all the heat of my anger, for in the fire of my passion, all the earth shall be consumed. At that time, I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. Um, I suspect that Protestant people, you know, the Pentecostals, would use these verses to explain speaking in tongues, among mm. other verses in the Bible. But I kind of vaguely remember, at that time I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech. What is your Mine say? says, then I will purify the lips of the people. Hmm. Does it say they'll that all of them may call on the name of the Lord? The reason this is reminding me of speaking in tongues is because we were taught growing up that that language, that heavenly language was invented because everybody spoke different languages, different dialects. Like they Mm -hmm. had to be, there needed to be this one. Universal language. Yeah. Like God's God's language. Yeah, it was supposed to be God's language. But then it was like, there's no... um, like, it, it's God's language with just you and God. So only he can um, understand you. And, and it's not different each for each person. But So sometimes it would be talked about like an individual thing. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it would be like, no, it's for a universal language, for oh. God. So it's like, I don't know. I wonder if they use this verse at all. Did Probably. You, did you speak in tongues at all growing up? I forget if I asked you. Never? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, but um, I definitely witnessed a lot of speaking in tongues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it always sounded the same to me kind of mm-hmm. so I don't know maybe there's some truth in it I don't know because you know how you said you know you were taught that everyone had their own yeah I don't yeah. know but every time I heard it from other people it sounded like they were speaking the same shit oh I yeah like yeah like it was very um shabba, lava, lava. yeah like lava lava it was just a lot of lava, lava. <laughs> they've done studies on it even with like just somebody speaking alone in tongues mm-hmm. to show that there's no internal consistency like mm-hmm. words aren't repeated in a way that would suggest that any it's word means any one thing yeah yeah, but it's like, why would you scientifically test a mm-hmm. thing that claims to be a supernatural event? Right. I don't That's know, it's just whatever. Did um, um, your church ever, did they have, like, moments where, like, people were, broke out in yeah. tongues? <laughs> yeah, yeah. or the pastors would break out in oh, tongues. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I ever really remember the pastors, like, going crazy. I definitely feel like there was always a time, though, in the services where it would be like, turn to your neighbor or something. And then, like, right. that's when people would start, like, praying for your neighbors. And, you know, yeah. and then people would kind of. But, yeah. I, what did you think of it? I mean, I Were just thought it was, yeah, I thought it was super legit. And that I, I know that I've talked about this on Mike before, but I should put up an es- essay that I wrote about it called Tongues. Mm-hmm. Like years ago, I wrote this thing about this moment in my it. life put where I should put it on our blog because, mm-hmm. um, that was one of the moments where I was like, oh, this is when I like was supposed to speak in tongues, mm-hmm. back, basically backstage from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And 
they're going down a line testing everyone to have them like speak out loud. Yeah, so when I had to go, I faked it because I didn't have, I didn't feel the spirit in the moment mm-hmm. and I hadn't been able to do it yet, but faking it got me passed through. Like, oh, she's got it. Mm-hmm. That was like the first, one of the first moments where I was like, something's hey. not right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're putting on a show a little bit too. Uh-huh. But yeah, I always felt like I couldn't get it right, and then there was probably I just there, was a time, there were times where I slipped into tried. it and it felt natural. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I never even had. I mean, I'm not gonna say I didn't have the opportunity because, like I said, there was times. So yeah, I don't know, but I just never ever. I just kind of would always look at them like, okay, <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's weird. Well, that'd be so funny if you took it up now. <laughs> you decided yeah. to get really, really right. into it. I know. Now I'm kind of curious. I'd be a little now concerned. I do want to go down that rabbit hole of YouTube videos and see if I can figure it out. Yeah. Maybe I'll get hired one day. And just oh, yeah. You can decipher. Oh, I just know be in the saying. comments translating. Yeah, I'll be like, oh. um, God told me this. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> Have to add a book to the Bible. <laughs> 13th prophet. <laughs> They don't have any black female representation in these prophets. We need to slide in here. Slide Who's in. to stop us? This is true. Maybe that's what our calling was. Yeah. Get our book published. Oh my gosh. Um, twelve. For I will leave in the midst of you a people humble and lowly. Mm-hmm. They shall seek refuge in the name of the Lord, the remnant of Israel. They shall do no wrong and utter no lies, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. Then they will pasture and lie down, and no one shall make them afraid. Any picture of utopia, I love that. But I like the people being called humble and lowly. Mm-hmm. That those are the people that he'll lead. I have a complex about that. Like I want to be one of the humble, lowly people that gets, you know, <laughs> gets approval and no other reward, <laughs> like the satisfaction of being righteous or whatever, and then inheriting the, the kingdom. Of yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I had after that. I just had seventeen highlighted. Mm. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but he will rejoice over you with singing. I feel like that's just always the common thread, you know, angry God and then come, let me take care of you. It's not kind of abusive rejoice relationship. Rejoice over you. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Beat you up and then cradle and kiss you. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's life, baby. That is true. Again. <laughs> that's very true. It's just a force of nature. Yep. Um, and then love 19 and 20 i will deal with all of your oppressors at that time and i will save the lame and gather the outcasts and i will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth at that time i will bring you home at the time when i gather you for i will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth when i restore your fortunes before your eyes says the lord yep restoration we the righteous righteous chosen ones Wealth restored. Um, we do officially call for reparations. That's the stance of our oh, podcast. For sure. <laughs> that is not a question. Still waiting patiently. Bye, die. Give it to my next akin. Um, do you have any takeaways? Word of faith. Whew. Um. <laughs> too much, huh? Too much. Yeah. Too many to choose from. Too many, I guess. What about you? Do you have? I think um, I can probably start working on the stubbornness thing. Mm. Look for opportunities to get feedback and uh, actually take it into account. Think about it. Maybe Mm. just be open. That's good. Yeah, it helps too with my, I've been trying to speak up more in my writing class too, which is virtual. We'll sometimes have different mixes of people in there. 
trying to hear the feedback and also provide it's all very constructive and positive but need to maybe take notes and lean into what I hear and that's one environment I can practice it in but just in general day to day with my friends family everybody what about you um I guess I'll take away how I was talking about I think it was chapter two when God was like punishing them for talking shit Uh the Moabs and the Ammonites Maybe just the idea of also being mindful of what I say, mm. you know, because I definitely say some shit sometimes. You mean like to people in anger or um, gossip or just in general, like mean stuff. Like, mm. I don't know, like you do verbally abuse me regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Call me very um, ugly names. Ugly names, the worst <laughs> of the worst. So just maybe like you know. I'm not like terrible, terrible. I've I've changed a lot. I used to have a very, very sharp tongue. I mean, Mm. I still have a very sharp tongue. I just don't use it as often. But um, I guess, yeah, just trying to like maybe just be nicer with some of the things I say because even if I'm just saying things, like you said, out of anger and stuff, realizing Mm. that could still be seen as a, you know, that's not nice. Like (laughs) whether or not that person's around, like I shouldn't be talking to you or something. Maybe that's not nice. Yeah. It's like that yeah. verse early, I don't remember what book for the life of me, but some verse about like increasing harmony, like that has stuck in my head of like, are you increasing harmony or yeah. dissent? And it's so, I feel like you do need some balance. Like it's right. nice to vent and talk shit. For sure. That. For sure. It can help and make you know that you're not crazy if you're comparing notes That's to people. True. But yeah, there's always uh, something to be said for that thing of like, yeah. if you don't have something nice to say, you don't, don't have, have to say yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll take that and I'm still going to talk shit, but. And I'm still going to be stubborn. <laughs> you know. Because a yeah. uh, bull doesn't change yeah. its horns overnight. Exactly. Got to shave them down yeah. little by little. But I'm, I'm going to try to take some of my 10 level meanness and drop it to like an eight. Or That's like a that. good That's start. Nice. <laughs> I'll take it. not going so hard I'll pain. take it. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly less violent names yeah. that I'll be called and things Indeed. I'll have hurled at me. Yeah. Indeed. Sounds good to me. Um, anyway, thank you, people, for listening. Thank you, people. You people. Person. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you again to our anonymous listener who reached out last time. I realized I did not mention in that episode how to reach out, but if you want to, you can email bcbspodcasts at gmail.com. You can go to bcbiblestudy.com, which is where I'll be uploading that blog about you know my experience speaking in tongues just stay safe out there fight the good fight thank you for listening as always come back in two sabbaths we are only three books away from the end of the old testament so thank you for sticking it out with us and we'll see you next time on black chicks bible study